Today, Dave is not going to talk about personal finance. What? Why is that? That's the whole reason I listen to his podcast, you may say. Well, today he's going to share his thoughts on the whole person. Sure, personal finance is really important in life's journey. However, there are other elements we all need to have to have a balanced quality life. As you listen, see how many of these daily habits you have. Are there any missing that you could add to help you live your life to the fullest? Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today's podcast is on eight daily habits to help you change your life. So Dave, go ahead and take it away. All right. Thanks, Nate. And thanks, everybody, for listening to my podcast. I sure appreciate that. It's a joy to do this. Uh, It is a little bit of work, but uh, I do enjoy, deeply enjoy doing it. And I hope that uh, you listeners are getting something out of it and it's starting to change your behavior. You're, You're starting to win with money. And please, to that point, share with me some of the successes. I'd love to hear that. That would bring great joy to me. And as Nate said, today I'm going to share eight daily habits that can help you change your life, including one focused on winning and personal finance. But there are seven others that I think are really important that I wanted to share today. My point today is, of course, to share something financial related. However, I want to share a bigger picture in regards to your overall quality of life, with your financial life being a part of it, but not the all-consuming part. Does that make sense? Yeah, because ultimately, if you don't have your personal life taken care of, it's going to be hard to get your financial life taken care of. There you go. That's it, Nate. Thanks. All right. The first one is what I call morning prayer, or you could say mindfulness. So if you're a spiritual person, one of those phrases will make sense to you. And what that means is you start your day with a few minutes of prayer or mindfulness. And what mindfulness is, is being present or put another way, being aware of your surroundings. A good example would be not to rush to answer your phone every second it rings, but to live your life with purpose every day and not be driven off track by those urgent issues that come your way. Now, I can guarantee you that all of us get in times like that, especially in a work environment where there's all these urgent issues that you have to do. And so if you can take that time initially in the day to prepare yourself for that, it's going to help you to win in that area. I personally read a Bible passage before I do anything else in the morning, and I let that sink in. Many times that exercise will help me focus on the bigger picture in life. Is there something that I can do that day to make a difference? Is there something that I can do to make someone's life better that day? The second one today that I want to discuss is regular exercise. This is a no-brainer for most of you. You know you got to do it, but I would say that there's many of you that don't do it. And I just want to encourage you that way. No, No scolding here, no heavy hand on this, but what I'm encouraging you to do is make exercise a daily habit to improve your physical health and boost your energy levels. You don't need to do intense workouts every day. Even a short walk or some stretching exercises can make a difference. I'm older now. I'm 68. I've read enough to know that one of the worst things that a senior can do is to sit in front of the TV and eat a whatever, <laughs> chocolates or something, ice cream. 
That is the worst thing that you can do if you want to live a long, healthy life. You don't need to do intense workouts, but you do need to exercise. Find something that you really like and make it a habit. The next one is healthy eating. Make conscious choices about your diet by eating healthy, nutritious foods in appropriate portions. Sure, that's easier said than done. I get that. But if you can do that, and if you write these eight things down, start to put it into your daily habits, you will change and you make better choices and win in the area of healthy living. One thing that my wife Sue and I have done over the last six months now is meal planning and cooking at home to save more money and eat healthier. Obviously, we still go out for dinner with friends and family from time to time, but we eat at home a lot more than we used to. We got in the habit of, you know, eating fast food a little bit more than we should have. And one thing that has helped us in our particular situation is a company called HelloFresh. And I'm not endorsing them. I'm just saying for us, that was a good little option for us. And it helped us because what it does is they deliver to our house in a little frozen box, three meals really good meals that we can have as a couple during the week. So it's like a meal you'd have at a really nice restaurant, but you're having it at home. And that's helped us to get back on track with a healthier diet. Yeah, of course, there's nothing wrong with eating out every once in a while, but the only way to truly control the quality of ingredients and eating healthy is likely eating at home. Yep. And I know, Nate, you do a similar thing. You have a different program, but uh, it works great for you. The next one that is really important is financial tracking. And that's this is the one of the eight that talks specifically about money. And what I mean by that is that you dedicate time each day to review your finances, to track your expenses, set your budgets, and monitor your progress towards financial goals. Now, this habit of doing this can help you gain control over your money and work towards financial stability. But realistically, this may be more like a weekly exercise. You know, when I read that, I thought, wow, well, every day, you know, looking at your expenses, your budget and monitoring your progress, you really don't need to do that. But what you do need to do is get these things set up in place and maybe monitor it every week. And that wouldn't be more than maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but you've got to get in the habit to do those things. The point here is to get involved in your finances. Don't delegate this part of your life to someone else. You need to understand your financial situation, at least the basics. Make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. The next one is continuous learning. And I talked with that in the previous podcast, but spend time every day learning something new. This can be reading books, financial articles, or taking online courses. Expand your knowledge and skills, and this will open up new opportunities in your personal and professional life. I mentioned on my last podcast about Elon Musk, he uh, had some challenges apparently with you know talking with people and connecting with others, but he found by reading, he learned so much that helped him to grow as a person and that allowed him to win professionally and personally. One other area that you want to focus on if you want to win in your life is goal setting and planning. And by that, I mean to set specific, achievable daily goals and prioritize those tasks. Planning your day in advance can increase your productivity and help you make progress to your long-term objectives. I'll give you two examples. The first one is, I do it Sunday usually, but plan your week out on Sunday. Sue and I will sit uh, many times around the dinner table Sunday evening and we'll look at our calendars and say, okay, we just sync them up, make sure that we, we know that we're going to be babysitting our grandchildren on this day and you know that I'm playing pickleball on that day. I have a dentist appointment another day. So we see where we're at. 
We do that in advance. We look at the whole week. And then the other thing that I do, I mentioned I have what I'd call a quiet time or I'll read scripture in the morning. And then I'll take a few minutes and I will write out my objectives for the day. And so that's like goal setting and planning is how I would describe that. Yeah, that's really good. You know, just setting up, you know, that to-do list or just getting on top of what you're going to do that week. Just that little time of planning is going to save you a lot of time later trying to execute on those tasks. Yeah, that's right. And so if you're listening to me today and you go, you know, Dave, I never do that. I never plan my day. I just go about and have the best day I can. Well, you can do that, of course. But again, if you want to, you know, get ahead, you want to win in certain areas that you're challenged by, like you're always frustrated, you never seem to get ahead, then you do need to set goals and you need to plan. And that's one way to do it. All right. The next one is gratitude. You and I need to cultivate a gratitude by writing down a few things that you're thankful for. This one simple habit can boost your mood and help you appreciate the positive aspects of your life. You know, you and I can both agree that life is hard sometimes. It's sometimes it's very hard. It could be financial issues. It could be your physical health. There's work that you just not seem to getting ahead. Whatever it is, there's a thousand things that get in your way that can take you down. But my point here is that we need to practice gratitude. And there's something about that when you do that in your life when you're thankful and you're positive and you encourage people in your life, it not only changes their life, but it changes your life. And I'll tell you, it does make a difference. And on the flip side of that, I can guarantee you know somebody that's not like that. And to be honest with you, you probably don't want to hang with them. Uh, Don't be that person. Be a person that is thankful and practices gratitude. Yeah. And that's as simple as just writing down three things a day that you're grateful for. Yep. The next one is interesting, and I didn't know about it really until, well, basically about three or four years ago when I retired, but it's called quality sleep. I have learned that it's really important to prioritize getting enough quality sleep each night. And I know there's a lot of people in the work world right now that they think they're doing themselves a favor by waking up at four in the morning, going to the gym, working out, working eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, coming home and getting five or six hours of sleep a night. Well, you can do that for a while, but everything that I've read says it's not going to help you in the long run. You need to get a good night's sleep. That good night's sleep is essential for physical and mental well-being, and it can positively affect your productivity and decision-making. Yeah, this quality sleep seems to be making kind of a little bit of resurgence now in in recent years. And uh, it's definitely one I try not to overlook because, I mean, you might know this, but or you might have noticed this, but when you get four, five, six hours sleep, you're basically going to work drunk the next day. Yeah. You're not functioning at full capacity. And uh, beyond the health benefits of getting a good night's sleep, as far as future injuries or diseases down the road that Mm -hmm. you're preventing... It's such an important practice and, uh, you know, there's a lot of good resources out there on on why sleep is so good and how you can have the best sleep. Yep. And, you know, let's face it, none of us can live without sleep. So there's a reason for sleep in our lives. And if we're honest, we think, well, why do we have to sleep a third of our life? But that's the way it is. And so do it and, and get into the habit of getting good sleep. All right, let's just end with this, that, you know, incorporating these habits that I've given you into your daily routine, including a focus on personal finance, can lead to positive changes over time. Building good money management habits can significantly impact your financial well-being and help you work towards a financial success. 
But as I mentioned, those other seven are absolutely critically important if you want to have an overall life that's a life of success and joy. All right, I want to end with three points, as I always do, and then we're going to give one to take action. The first one is to start your day with purpose and be mindful. Stop for a moment and think through your day and what your purpose is for that day. You know, before the crazy times begin at work or wherever it may be at school, take time to pray or have a quiet time alone to think through your day. Done regularly, this process will become a powerful way to prepare you for your day ahead. The second one I want to emphasize is do you exercise regularly? Make this a part of your everyday life. Personally, I'm really into pickleball, and I've stuck with it because it's fun, and as a side benefit, I stay fit. So, for example, if you say, okay, I'm going to get a treadmill, and I'm going to you know, walk three miles every day, or I'm going to run for 30 minutes every day. Well, if you absolutely love running, you're going to win in that area. But if it's something you're doing because you think you might like it, I'd suggest you think again. Find something that you really like. Uh, There's people that play sports. There's people that uh, love to walk or they go hiking. You know, there's other things to do, but find something that you personally like and then you're going to win. The last one that I emphasize today is goal setting and planning for your future. It's one of the main tools that you should do to win with money. And more importantly, goal setting and planning, you're going to win in life. All right, so now I've shared those three. Let me just tell you one thing that I would suggest you do to take action. And as I mentioned in the beginning, this podcast is primarily about personal finance. However, doing some research, I realized that to win with money, you also need to have a balanced personal life. So today I want to ask you to take a look at your overall life. Look at the big picture. Is there an area that I discussed that you are not winning? Is the candle burning in both ends, as they say? Are you feeling exhausted mentally, physically? Well, if you do, it's time to make a change, right? Have you given up on personal finance as it's overwhelming or it's just not your thing? Don't despair. You know how to eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Get that first book. Meet a mentor, somebody that can help you with personal finance. And lastly, for the actionable items is with personal finance, the same method could be applied. If you need more knowledge, just pick up one book and get started. You do that one thing and you will be on your way to winning with money. Yeah, that's key. Dave mentioned eight things. Maybe you're thinking, well, I only have three or I only have four. Well, just pick one this week to start doing, right? And uh, slowly these will start stacking on top of each other, but one at a time and uh, you will win with money. So that wraps up today's episode. On the next week, I want to ask you a question. Have you heard of Charlie Munger? Well, if you haven't, He is Warren Buffett's right-hand man and a very sharp person in his own right. Come listen in as he shares eight ways to win with money. And oh, by the way, he's 99 years old. Isn't that crazy? 99 years old and he's still having an impact in many, many lives. He's a real interesting guy, just like Warren Buffett. Both those guys are quite successful and uh, have a lot to share, a lot to learn from. But we want to ask you a favor. We appreciate you listening to this episode, but there's probably somebody else out there in your life that could learn from this. So if you could, we'd really appreciate it if you share this podcast or this episode with a friend. So do us a favor. If you could, share it with a friend, whether it be on Facebook or just a text message, we'd really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Nate. And I'm going to end with a scripture today. It's from Proverbs 10, 4, and 5. It says... 
Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during the harvest is a disgraceful son.